Hi, I'm John Bearer, the host and lead researcher for Stories of Sacrifice, American POW-MIA podcast, and the U.S. POW-MIA family locating. A free forensic genealogy public service I provide to support POW-MIA families trying to get their loved one identified and brought home. First, I want to thank you, our listeners, for your interest in the Stories of Sacrifice podcast. Our goal with the podcast is to tell the world about the sacrifice these brave heroes gave for the freedoms we enjoy every day. They gave our country their last full measure. They give us their tomorrow for our freedom today. Second, we would like to raise public awareness that thousands of these heroes from World War I, World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and the Cold War have still not yet been found or returned to the United States, with many still buried as unknowns in our own national cemeteries. Their families still waiting for our government to disinter and identify them. So what can you do to support this important mission? First, if you are a relative of a missing in action service member, you can visit the Defense POW MIA Accounting Agency website for more information about providing a family reference DNA sample. If you want more information, you can also contact me at john at USPOWMIAFamilyLocating.com. Even if you're not related to an MIA, you can contact your members of Congress to request they allocate enough funding to support the POW MIA mission and to change the DPAA policy to a DNA lead process and create additional public partnerships to disinter and process the remains for those that are buried as unknown. You can also help us in our mission by sharing these podcast stories with your friends, family, and consider sharing them on your own social media. We would also appreciate if you could leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. You can also visit www.storiesofsacrifice.org and leave us a review there. You can visit our affiliate links on our website where we will earn a small commission on your purchases and no extra cost to you. If you feel moved to do so, please visit our donation links on our website to help us continue this important mission. Just sharing these stories helps us greatly, and we cannot thank you enough for listening. Sit back and relax, and we hope you enjoy today's show. Welcome to Stories of Sacrifice, American POW-MIA's podcast. I am your host and lead researcher, John Baer. Welcome to today's Story of Sacrifice, American POW MIA's podcast. Today I'm going to bring you a story about a little-known army unit that served during the Korean War and a man that has been missing in action since the Korean War. The unit that he served with was the 8240th Army Unit that was based in South Korea and trained up anti-communist North Korean partisans. The United Nations Partisans Forces Korea In 1953, approximately 100 personnel from the 10th Special Forces Group, at the time still based at Fort Bragg, joined the 82nd 40th Army Unit, better known as the White Tigers. The establishment of the United Nations Partisan Infantry Korea, or UNPIK, 
represents a unique period in the U.S. Special Operations history, occurring during a gap institutional capacity between the dissolution of the Office of Strategic Services, better known as the OSS, the predecessor to today's modern CIA, and the creation of the United States Army Special Forces in 1952. Because of the role of the advisors in the Korean War remained classified until early 1990s, First-hand accounts are limited, and early histories of the development of the Special Forces have failed to include this critical period. Today I'm going to bring you a story about one of these men, Lieutenant Leonard Wayne Button. Lieutenant Button was a short but sturdy Baptist from Arkansas. He was originally born in Iowa and entered the service during World War II, serving with the Iowa National Guard and then later joining the Army. The night of May 13, 1953, no doubt required all the strength of his faith, Army training, and World War II experiences could provide. What happened after that night may have been too much for even the strongest and most faithful man. While landing behind enemy lines in North Korea for a highly classified intelligence mission, Button's mission was discovered. Forced back from the shore by mortar fire, the infiltration boat could only listen to the small arms fire and grenade explosion from Button's direction. Button, assigned to the 82nd 40th Army Unit, was soon declared missing in action. In a letter home to his mother, dated 14 May 1954, Dear Miss Button, since your son, First Lieutenant Leonard W. Button, 02263, 284 was reported missing in action on 13 May 1953. The Department of the Army has entertained the hope that he survived and that information would be received, dispelling the uncertainty surrounding his absence. However, as in many cases, no information has been received to clarify his status. Full consideration has been given to all information bearing on the absence, including all records, reports, and circumstances. These have been carefully reviewed and considered. In view of the lapse of time without information to support continued presumption of survival, the Department of the Army must terminate such an absence by a presumptive finding of death. Accordingly, an official finding of death has been recorded under the provisions of Public Law 490. The finding does not establish an actual or probable date of death. However, as required by law, it includes a presumptive date of death for the termination of pay and allowances, settlement of accounts, and payment of death gratuities. In this case, this date has been set as 14 May 1954. I regret the necessity for this message, but hope that the ending of a long period of uncertainty may give at least some small measure of consolidation. I trust that you may find substantiating comfort in the realization that your loved one made the supreme sacrifice while serving honorably in our country's service. Again, the next that, that year, the Army had wrote in his family, saying, Since your son, First Lieutenant Leonard W. Button, was reported missing in action, 13 May 53, the Department of the Army has entertained the hope that he survived and that the information would be received dispelling the uncertainty regarding his absence. However, in many cases, no information has been received to clarify his status in view of this lapse of time without information to support the continued presumption of survival. The Department of the Army must terminate such absence by the presumptive finding of death. The letter added, I regret the necessity for this message, but hope the ending of a long period of uncertainty may give at least some small measure of consolidation. What the Army did not tell his family in 1954, and may never have told him, is that Leonard Button was known to have been captured alive on the night of May 13, 1953, along with Koreans on his mission. 
according to the previously top-secret Army documents that had been provided and released in May 2015 by the U.S. military under the Freedom of Information Act, Lieutenant Button was seen and identified alive on 21 May 1953 and further was reportedly tried and sentenced by the North Korean Ministry of Social Security. Army Intelligent listed Button as among U.S. personnel known to have been alive and under communist control in May 1953. However, Button was never returned or accounted for in U.S. prisoner of war exchanges with North Korea and its communist Chinese ally after the war ended in July of 53. The Pentagon continued to list Button as, a, as an MIA, despite its top-secret records showing that he had been captured alive, imprisoned, sentenced, and never returned by the enemy. During the 1990s, the Russian government confirmed that Button's survival from its own records. Button was captured by the 5th Army of North Korea's counterintelligence. He was captured during the period when he went to meet two agents whom were coming back from a mission. Given that both American intelligence reviewed by the Pentagon POW-MIA office during the 1990s and Russia confirmed Button was a POW, not an MIA, what has the Pentagon, Pentagon done about his case? Apparently not much. We're not even sure that his family has ever been provided with, these, with any of these records showing that he was still alive and in captivity. On another note, with the 82nd 40 Army Unit was a U.S. Special Operations Organization that managed guerrilla and intelligent operations behind the enemy lines. It is linked to several other important POWMIA cases, including the incredible case of the Ashley Five, a group of American aviators known to have been alive in North Korean captivity at the very end of the Korean War but never returned. Their fate, too, was hidden by, behind Pentagon secrecy for decades. Two missing American soldiers from related units... Sergeant George Takeris and Sergeant First Class William Miles reported to have been captured and sent to the Soviet Union, and more recently the 2013 detention of Merrill Newman, a veteran of the 82nd 40th who was detained by Polygang when he visited North Korea as a tourist 60 years after the war. It is believed the North Koreans and their Soviet advisors focused on capturing Americans involved in the operations behind the lines in North Korea and likely decided to keep some of them back at the end of the war due to their intelligence value. So what has happened in the years since the Korean War and the capture of Lieutenant Leonard W. Button? Where has he gone during his captivity? Was he left in North Korea? Was he sent to communist China? Or was he sent to the prisons in Russia? It is not known for sure, but I'm sure there's some classified file somewhere in the heart of the Pentagon's bureaucratic organization. Thank you for joining me. Welcome to Parent Teacher Night. Oh, yes, Miss Garner. 
If you have one of those airline credit cards, you're probably not earning double miles on every purchase. You're right. My card only gets extra miles on some types of purchases. With the Capital One Venture Card, you earn unlimited double miles everywhere. Wait, but where can we use them? You can use Capital One Venture Miles on any travel purchase. Venture gets an A+. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. I haven't really woken up. Oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it.